listener production. Melbourne's underworld war is escalating arson attacks on tobacco shops. Ferocious flames took hold as smoke poured into the air. Criminal gangs in Melbourne have been put on notice. A turf war between organised crime groups. Hi, Sasha Barbagat with you for this extra episode of The Briefing. Did you know Melbourne's in the grip of a crime war? One motivation behind the conflict is cheap imported tobacco, also known as Chop Chop. It's flooding the market and crime gangs want a slice of the action. In 2022-23, the Australian Border Force seized more than 2,000 tonnes of tobacco. Police say the battle for market share is behind a string of firebomb attacks on tobacco shops across the city. And as you're about to hear, it is not just tobacco, it's a range of businesses. So who's behind the attacks and what is their motivation? I'm joined by Alexandra Bryant from the Listener Melbourne Newsroom. Hey, Alex, thanks so much for joining us on this extra episode of The Briefing. Look, just how big is this and what's behind it? Thanks, Sash. It is a fascinating story and it has been dominating crime news here in Melbourne for most of the year now. It's a range of different businesses. There have been as many as 30 arson attacks right across the city. They started happening back in March. First of all, Victorian police believe firebombings targeting tobacco shops are in relation to the absolute booming illegal tobacco market. Now, this market is estimated to be worth around half a billion dollars. So it's not surprising that police believe organised crime gangs are increasingly involved in the importation and sale of the tobacco. Mm, Yeah, it just feels like yet another uh, avenue organised crime is kind of going down and it's known as Chop Chop, is that right? Yeah, that's exactly it. So you can buy it under the counter at tobacco shops for a fraction of the price of illegal cigarettes. They're imported illegally, of course, through Southeast Asia. And it's worth remembering that a packet of Marlboro 25s is now worth more than $60. So for a smoker, being able to buy tobacco much cheaper than retail prices, no doubt quite appealing. Yeah. What's the connection with organised crime and these firebombings that are happening? So police believe the tobacconists are being bullied into stockpiling Chop Chop. Police say the gangs approach the shops with an ultimatum, earn or burn. So Mm. if they agree to sell the illegal tobacco and feed the proceeds back to the crime gangs, then they'll be safe. If they don't, their businesses will burn. And that's what we're seeing. And so police have conceded they didn't realise how widespread this problem was. Here's Victorian Police Arson and Explosive Squad Detective Inspector Chris Murray addressing the media a few weeks ago. They want those shop owners to pay tax, for want of a better description, to buy their illegal tobacco. And if they refuse, they're subjected to uh, arson attacks. Mm, So it sounds like kind of old school standover tactics then. That is exactly right. And police say most of the stores have no link to organised crime, but some are actually run by the gangs. This is Detective Superintendent Jason Kelly of the State Anti-Gangs Division. We're seeing legitimate uh, business owners being um, extorted money. We're also seeing uh, organised crime taking ownership of uh, stores and opening stores and running stores Um, as if they were legitimate. So detectives believe the market is being run by organised crime groups and outlaw motorcycle gangs who want to cash in. Last year, Australian Border Force seized about 2,000 tonnes of illegal tobacco. That's up from 1,600 tonnes the year before. So it is a growing market. And as I said earlier, with a street value of around half a billion dollars, it's also a lucrative market. 
Unlike, say, bottle shops, there's actually no register or licensing required to open a tobacco shop. We are actually the only jurisdiction in the country to be this lax and, coincidentally, the only state with this problem. So the obvious (laughs) question, what's being done? Nothing yet. The state government has been sitting on a report since last year that recommended introducing a licensing scheme, but there's been no response yet. Apparently, we're going to have a robust one next year. So at the moment, that really leaves it all up to police. Detectives have discovered there are at least 800 tobacco shops right across Victoria, and they suspect a large proportion of those shops have been infiltrated by serious and organised crime. Raids on 33 businesses last month netted 36,639 e-cigarettes worth more than a million dollars and almost 525,000 cigarettes worth about $400,000. Some staggering figures there. Yeah, and like you said, obviously a really lucrative kind of business venture at the moment for these organised crime gangs. Look, Victorian police earlier this year said they believed the people doing the firebombing are actually just puppets for the organised crime gangs. Have we actually seen anyone charged in relation to the fires yet? Yeah, we're getting there. Four people were charged last month after a shop was set alight in Mooney Ponds in inner city Melbourne. It wasn't just the shop, the man throwing the firebomb set himself alight and Mm. Detective Inspector Murray says it's lucky no one was living above this shop. We're not dealing with criminal masterminds here. There could be people upstairs. This is just absolute sheer luck. It wasn't. Yeah, it's not just that these people aren't so bright. They just do not care about community safety. And at least one of those four arrested has links to the Fink's motorcycle gang. Yeah, you told me just before we started recording that it's not actually just tobacco shops that have been targeted and we've seen some recent developments in the last week or so. Yes, an ice cream shop at Williamstown in southwest Melbourne. It's the Williamstown Ice Creamery and Frozen Yogurt. It was firebombed at the weekend when two attackers in hoodies threw a Molotov cocktail through the front window. Then it was hit again in the early hours of Monday morning. The business on Nelson Place was also attacked in October last year. It only reopened three weeks ago. Police are investigating and have given no indication as to why this business is being targeted. And there was an attack on Docklands on the weekend as well, wasn't there? Absolutely right. So emergency crews were called to Charisma Restaurant on UK Promenade very early Saturday morning. More than 60 residents living in the building and adjacent buildings had to be evacuated. Thankfully, no one was injured. The restaurant, though, was badly damaged. And here's the thing. It was also attacked a second time. It was hit Mm. in the early hours of Monday morning and Charisma was completely destroyed. It is owned by convicted drug boss Fadi Hadara, who we're not suggesting is behind the attacks or responsible for the attacks. He's simply yet another victim of the firebombings. But Hadara was jailed in 2015. He was the ringleader of a methamphetamine trafficking operation. The year before, he was arrested at his panel beating shop in Williamstown North and That was also firebombed in early October. That's being treated as suspicious and police say that investigation is ongoing. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like it's concentrated to any particular part of Melbourne. It's right across the city. It is, and it's evolving almost every week. I'll list a handful so you get some sense of the scale of the problem police are facing. Two cars were set alight at Faulkner back in June. A few days later, another two cars were torched at Greenvale. A prestige vehicle business was firebombed at Oakley in late June. That attack resulted 
more than a million dollars in damage. A house was torched in Fraser Rise on June 27. Five people were inside when the house was attacked. Thankfully, no one injured. A business in Collingwood was hit. A car was torched in Maribyrnong and a business torched in Port Melbourne. That is just a handful, but it goes on and on. Yeah. And what actions are police actually taking to try to stop the attacks aside from kind of appeals for public help or information? Detectives from three separate squads have joined forces. So officers from the Arson and Explosive Squad, Echo Task Force and the new Viper Task Force will work together to try and work out how and why businesses are being targeted. Here's Detective Inspector Murray. They don't put a lot of thought into these attacks. They don't care, to be perfectly honest. We do, uh, and we're going to do something about it. Yeah, as you said, police are urging members of the public who may be able to help to call Crime Stoppers on 1800 000 because they fear it's only a matter of time before someone's injured or worse, killed in one of these attacks. They're also appealing for anyone with dash cam or CCTV that may have captured any of these incidents to come forward. And we're going to leave the final word to Detective Inspector Murray. Our response is going to be absolutely significant. If you're behind this, if you're associated to people uh, involved in this, we will be paying you a visit. Mark my words. Mm, Yeah, strong words there. And understandably, like you said, it could just be a matter of time before someone else is injured or killed. So worth a clamp down. Hey, Alex, thanks for joining us and for bringing us that story. Lovely to be here. That was Alexandra Bryant from our listener newsroom in Melbourne. That's all we have time for in this extra episode of The Briefing. Tom and the team will be back in your feed tomorrow morning from 6. I'm Sasha Barbagat. Thanks for listening. Listener.